Ah, hello, hello, and welcome to episode five, five, I genuinely don't know what episode it is. Six, seven, I mean, at this point, I'm just very proud that we've only, like, waited a week to this next episode. I know, I know. I feel like part of it is, uh, sorry, that was gross, that was very mature of me. Um, Wouldn't be the first time, but it's all right. It wouldn't be the first time, but... I think part of it is since my school schedule is different and I'm not having to work on school stuff the vast majority of my Saturdays. Um, I'm sorry, are you saying, like, us recording this next episode or are you just, like, letting out the fattest burp? What? Like, and what connection are you speaking about? We're like... talking about, because we've rec- we're recording a week after. <laughs> the, the, me, go, me being in grad school has nothing to do with my burps. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about, yeah, no... Me being going to grad school, it's just really... <laughs> it's just giving me the burps, man. It's just really affected my um, my burping schedule. I'm having, yeah, I'm having some GI issues because of grad school, which... But no, no, things happen in grad school, man. You they can't really be judged. Do. Like, I've always heard that, like, grad school is really, like... Is when shit, like, hits the fan. And that is definitely true. Like, my old supervisor, like, her grand- granddad died when she was in graduate school. And it messed her up. What a turn. And then, you know, I suffered a loss year in graduate school. And you were in a really bad situation in graduate school. Oh, my goodness. That, that, was, a, that was grief within itself. So, I think that that's just, wow, at the road noise. Maybe in for the future reference, we should not record this close to the road. Uh, maybe, but we're doing it now. So, I mean, my butt is firmly planted on the seat, and I have no desire to exert myself to get up. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but anyway, so in the past week, has anything new been going on with you? Um, God, I hope we don't have to scrap this episode because of how hard the wind is blowing. And well, even if it is, I mean... Y'all will live. Yeah, y'all will be fine. <laughs> and if you're not, I mean, what are we going to do? Upset the three people that listen to us? <laughs> we do have a listen. Our parents. <laughs> Your parents don't listen to this. That's true. That's but, true. My, my bad. My parents, plural, can't. I only have one left. So, <laughs> speak for yourself. You got the uncles, though. My uncles are not my parents question mark that's not they're, how they're a valued family though such disrespect i love my uncles my uncles are great i do too they're wonderful uh, my mom is grand my family yeah is grand. your mom is your mom is beautiful and wonderful so with all that being said uh since the last time we talked i good news gave i went to therapy this week whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, that's always good and I gave a presentation in, in one of my classes this week and that went over really really well um, I got to work day treatment at work this week and that's been fun right um, right some negatives is it's hot the time change happened and now it's hot we went from having you know nice balmy 50 60 degree weather days to having 80 degree weather days in a couple in like the span of like 48 hours um so anyway I I guess like for me like it's more of like a positive and a negative is kind of mixed together um now that I'm working in a school it's like a completely different environment and so uh, I mean when you go to school um 
there are certain like themes that they have every week, you know, to, to spice things up for the kids. So they're not like super bored. They have themes. Yeah, yeah. Like um, there was one theme at the school where it was Johnny Appleseed, um, and I was invited to Bob for apples. But, on a Friday, but it didn't happen, so that was that was kind of a disappointment. That's unhygienic. It it might be. Have you ever bobbed for apples? Ever? I've no. I can't say I have. I never have either, and I always see like in the, you know, in the movies and the television shows that like the parties are bobbing for apples. I'm like, man, that looks like so much fun. But I also, okay, I have to share this. We're talking about, you know, in the past we talked about the things that I'm like weirdly grossed out by and that I'm weirdly upset by. I mm-hmm. hate. I hate spit. I hate it. Like, if somebody, like, licks their thumb to, like, wipe something, it... Uh, uh, okay, so I, I am in no way, like, in any shape, form, or fashion belittling anybody's, like, phobias or fears. But for those for those of us who don't have phobias and fears, like, that are similar to other people, it's very hard for us. <laughs> it's very hard for me to understand how someone could possibly be afraid of a bottle of mustard. I understand yeah. that it could be incredibly valid. Uh, but at the same time, I, whoa, horn. At the same time, um, I'm, 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 I, I don't understand how the condiment mustard can be a fearful thing. I mean, everybody has bad associations. Like we've talked about, I have really bad associations with animatronics. I am mortified by animatronics. Yeah, but you're not going to take a tube of animatronics and like squirt it on your hot dog, <laughs> you know, and have a great meal. Not really an everyday thing here. But also if you eat hot dogs every day, I <laughs> I am not supposed to judge because I'm a therapist, but I am judging you very harshly. Yes, indeed. Um, but let's see. I've had a pretty decent week. I feel okay. Um, I'm wanting like... I've been getting more into doing some self-care. Like, I'm getting back into, like, my art, which is not to say that, you know, I'm, I'm a Picasso by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that just goes to show that whatever your coping skill is, it doesn't have to be... You don't have to be necessarily good at it, you right, know. Right. You, you can have a hobby and have an interest, and the like the way the way hustle hustle culture is, you know, it's like oh, you're gonna turn a profit and you're gonna turn this into a money making thing. You can just have a hobby; it doesn't have to be profitable, yeah, just for the joy of it. And we went to uh, like a outdoor. They they call it a festival, but it was like an outdoor, you know, shopping vendors were set up and stuff and we walked around today and there were a lot of people selling their art and it was so good it was oh yeah so good. it was beautiful I mean the the emotions that were conveyed in that I mean I'm I'm impressed and I'm not a a huge art person it was so good and we met these really cool uh we met these really cool people that were like tie dyers like professionally like they made like tapestries and little yeah. bags and shirts and hair doodaddies and they were just so cool like it was it was good I love to consume art that other people create even if they don't deem it as good I mean art is so subjective I think the power to create is very freeing in that way mm-hmm. um and it's very satisfying to have your creation on paper. I don't know. Right, right. Um, I'm really, that's, I don't know, that's like my thing, my soapbox I'm on for 
for this episode. But, but uh, Birdie and I, like, before this, like, podcast session we're having, which I love how I said session. It's like a therapy session. <laughs> um, do you we, see these little bugs on this table? I do see these little bugs. They're what just, are they? I, th- I don't really know. Um, I'm going to take my arms off of the table. Yeah, I think I will, too. Um, also, we have a huge crowd of... Um, of cars that are present and they honk when they're excited about what we're talking about. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so appreciative to the audience. Um, in addition to the three people that are listening to us, we have, um, at least one, two, three, four. we have a lot, We've got at least eight cars just parked behind us. And it's, it's a hoot. It's a hoot to be wanted. It's a hoot to be wanted. <laughs> uh, I love being in parking lots. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, growing up. Oh, there's the wind. This is going to... Oh, my really God. Even Mother Nature is just excited that we're out here. I just... And watch it start just, like, pouring down rain. <laughs> we have to appease. We have to appease the nature gods. I really hope this wind is not killing this recording. I really hope. If I'm we sure. Have to, if we have to scrap it, I'm going to be really upset. Anyway, uh, but you were talking about cars, and that made me think. You were giving. You were personifying them uh, just now. When I was growing up, um, I was so sensitive about everything, which, I mean, I still am. Like, nothing's changed. Uh, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> comment on that because I feel like whatever comment I make about what you've just said... You just need to keep your mouth shut on that. Exactly. I'm just going to end up digging myself up. So, when <laughs> I was growing up... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the car's like, woo, we love to be personified. Um, but if I was riding in the car with my family or whoever... And, you know, for instance, my mom or dad saw a car going down the road. They're like, man, that's an ugly car. I would get so upset. I'm like, you don't need to say that out loud. Like, it's going to hurt its feelings. Knowing, <laughs> like, but knowing full well that cars don't have feelings and they're not sentient beings. But my little brain was like, you're going to hurt its feelings. And I would get so mad. And for years, my parents were not allowed to say that a car was ugly in my presence. Do you remember those mascots at, like, gas stations where the cars, like, the headlights were their eyes and the grills were, like, their smiles? I can just imagine, like... Is that Chevron or Exxon or... I'm not, I'm not even sure. Hey, sponsor us. Anyways, um... <laughs> Please, like, uh, gas prices are ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, at this point... Uh, we're not even going down the road. Um, poli- we're not going to touch politics today. I'm just making an objective statement. The gas prices are still ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're definitely ridiculous. But I could just imagine that animated, like, car going down the road and your mom being like, man, that's the ugliest car I've ever seen in my life. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stopping at a stop, stop lightly and like, oh, I wish that, I hope she's not next to me. Oh, she is. It's like, oh, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> have you ever done that where you've accidentally, like, cut someone off? I mean, I feel like we all have at some point, you know, and you, and you you end up at the stoplight with them, and they're staring at you. You know they are. You well, know they are. I mean, just today, like, uh, we were coming back from that little festival thing, and this little uh, Miata uh, was, like, trying to... They were in, like, the right turning lane, and they were trying to get onto the road, and I was in the left lane, and I was trying to get into the right lane. And so I was, like, all almost all the way in the lane, and they started coming over on me. And I, like, swerved over, and they got behind me, and it was whatever. And now, like, that's a little Miata, and I drive, I drive like, a small SUV, right? Right, right. And I was like, bro, I could have wiped you off the face of the planet, but he tailgated me for, like, two miles. I don't know if you I didn't that. even notice that. I was just, like, having the best time going, oh, we're going at five below. I'm going to get some 
really random things. I'm excited. <laughs> things that serve no purpose in my life. That's true. Um, and I feel like that's another coping skill is, well, maybe it's maladaptive because I'll be like, I need to save money. And then I'll go, you know, two or three days where I don't spend anything. And I'm like, I can go blow like $200. Yeah. yeah I could just, whatever. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, Treat yourself. But we, we are, we are jumping from subject to subject, which we have been warned by uh, a couple people not to do that, to stay on subject. So, so here I am throwing, throwing the rope. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you, Carr, for the recognition. Um, oh, the road noise. Oh, the road noise. Um, but, um, Sam and I, Sam and I, I'm Sam. <laughs> Birdie and I were talking about how we really didn't do a get to know you podcast session. And so, um, we've got some get to know you questions here, um, right in front of us that we are going to ask each other. And if we have some time left over at the end, we're going to touch on a couple, uh, a couple things that we were talking about yesterday about, uh, queer representation in the media. Right. Um, but it, so if we get through what we got to get through, um, we'll talk about that as well. But we, you know, we wanted to have kind of a chill cast where we're not, trying to debate a topic and we're not trying to like force information out people's throats because at the end of the day we're just people um and I think it's good that our listeners get to know us as such right right so I guess I will ask you a question first we'll just jump into it all right um are you gonna go down the list or are you just gonna pick one at random I'm just gonna pick one randomly I I love to live I love to live my life on the edge I just want to have a fortune cookie moment okay um what has required the most courage um, of you in your life so far. Wow, that was a poorly constructed sentence. What has required the most courage of me in my life so far? Wow. Uh, so by that, I think you mean what situation in my life has caused me to put on my big girl panties and deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's tough. Uh, I think the situation um, in which I grew up, because it was not healthy, that that required me to be courageous day after day and I didn't realize it. Um, and then that really kind of led to some maladaptive behaviors on my part, but I think I had to be really courageous, um, in those situations. But I feel like I was really courageous in going back to school, um, kind of taking that leap because that was something I'd wanted to do. And then I just woke up one day and I'm like, okay, today's the day I'm going to apply for grad school. Um, and did I have something in my hair? Yeah, I was a bug, but I got oh, it. Oh, thank you. Um, but anyway, so I think that's that's required me to be pretty courageous. Um, do you want to answer that question, or do you want me to ask you a different um, one? I'm going to let you have free reign. You you jump into what you'd like to. Okay. Um, what are the best and worst purchases you've ever made? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, wow. You looked at that and you're like, ooh, opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think some of the best purchases that I made, I don't think that there has ever been truly a purchase that I've made that I regret. Like, I can't think of one. I can think of um, one. But this is your question. <laughs> well, there, there's one, well, there's one, per, one purchase I wish that I had never made, mm-hmm. and that was actually a prior engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> I regret that I made that purchase because um, I knew that that relationship was failing and I, I ended up buying the ring anyways. Um, so, yeah, um, the best purchases I think I've ever made. Um, golly. 
That's a very difficult question. I I can't think of a purchase where I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really, really happy I, and I paid for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, a purchase is always, I'm going to spend my hard-earned money on this thing. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe that one time I went to Walmart and bought that, like, French baguette. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm, that's a very weird question. I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> and I think that you, as a person, you aren't uh, very driven by material things. No, no, I'm not. So, um, I would venture to say that your purchases, in my mind, what sticks out um, from my observing your life is it was a good thing for you to purchase the car that you have. Yeah, that, yeah. And likewise, the car that you had prior. I'm not saying it was a bad purchase, but you put a lot of money in that car. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. I don't, you know what? That's traumatizing. We're not going to, we're not going to touch on that. (laughs) Well, all that to say it was a almost 10 year old car when you got it and had a lot of problems and you have a better one now. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm very proud of the car that I have now. Um, let's see here and feel free to scroll through that list. Oh yeah, no, I totally, totally will. Um, what are the what are three words that best describe you, Bernie? Uh, I feel what like in a job interview. I feel like that's like a job interview. Question. And if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? I'm just kidding. Um, <gasps> but uh, what are three words that that describe you and why would that make it important for you to work for our company? <laughs> what do you have to offer? I I would say sensitive. Okay. Um, Open minded and passionate. Um, wow. Okay. I am very sensitive. I blame that on me being a water sign. Um, I'm, I'm very, very sensitive. I cry very easily. Um, I'm very moved by things. I don't feel things just a little bit. I feel them a lot of bit. Uh, always. If I'm happy, I'm incredibly happy. If I'm sad, I'm very, very, very sad. Um, open-minded. I feel like in this job, I have to be. But I think if it wasn't for this job, I'd still be open-minded. I'm content to be in spaces with people who don't necessarily agree with me um like I'm cool with that I'll listen to other people's perspective knowing that it's not going to change mine um but I'll listen and if they bring up a good point I'll you know I'll genuinely think about it um and passionate I'm very passionate about the things that matter to me um whether that's you know um LGBT matters things that have to do with mental health um I can be very, very passionate, very outspoken. When Sam first met me, I was like the token uh, activist gay person, you know, like the very stereotypical person. And I've kind of dialed back on that, partly because I don't have the time to spend, but yeah. Um, Question for you. Lovely, lovely. Very enlightening. Thank you. Uh, What, well, hmm. What TV shows are you watching right now? I'm, I usually just watch what you're watching, Bertie. <laughs> I don't. I do not pull up Netflix, and I don't watch TV unless I have someone there to watch it with me. And usually, most of the time, I mean, I do like the show on Netflix, Russian Doll. I really enjoy show. that show. Um, and I do like to watch Ink Master with you, um, but mostly like TV for me is like family time. Um, that's how I grew up. Um, my father and I, we would watch a lot of TV together. We watch a lot of movies because that was a way for us to bond. And I guess that's how that interprets to me is I'm not going to watch TV by myself. I just don't. Okay. Um, and I know like some of the shows that you like or some of the movies that you like, you like a lot of, I wouldn't even say necessarily science fiction, but cause you liked dark and that was about time travel. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Um, 
we enjoyed All of Us Are Dead, um, which yeah. was a Korean. Oh, it was Korean, right? Was it I, Korean? I believe it was. Korean yeah. zombie. It definitely uh, wasn't American, if that makes it any better. It, I, I believe it was Korean. Um, we enjoyed Squid Game when it came out. Um, so yeah. A lot of things that are like darker, darker, more dramatic, uh, I, I've realized is like what you. Yeah, I don't really like romance things. I don't like romance movies. I don't like oh romance shows. But it's we not did. My thing. But we do binge Love Is Blind. Yeah, um, mostly because it's it's a train. It's wreck. cringy, and I I enjoy it because then I'm like, you know what? At least I'm not like that. <laughs> you know what I it's, mean? It's a train wreck to watch, and I'm gonna save my opinions on that. But yes. Um, so, question for me. Where is one place you'd love to travel to again? Is, like, again? is it, like, a on the top of your holiday or your, like, bucket list? Like, what's up with that? Some place I would like to travel again? Yeah, again. Um, I would love to go back to Oregon. Okay. That was, Oregon was beautiful. Beautiful. We went to uh, Mount St. Helens. Uh-huh. That was, that was incredible. Um, we went to Mount Hood, which was also incredible. Um, the people out there were unique and, and, and different. I'm not going to say weird or strange, but they were different. Um, I loved going to Vegas. Um, I loved the Grand Canyon. I would love to go back there. Um, and I would love to, because we did the zip line over the Grand Canyon, but I'd love to do the helicopter ride, like, down into the canyon. Yeah, yeah. Or, because they have, like, horseback, um, tours that you can go down in the canyon. I'd love to do that, too. Right. So, cool, cool. Yep. Um... I've never traveled out of the country, but I sure would love to. Okay. What would you describe as your perfect day? You know, you, you, you touched base on this as like me not being like a particularly materialistic person. I'm, I'm really not. I mean, Bertie, you really hit that on the net on the head. Like, is being truthful about me. I have never been a person where it's like, you know what, if I could just have a $300 shopping spree and I could buy any clothes I wanted, like none of that really matters to me. Um, I think the perfect day for me, and and this is going to sound so boring probably to everyone else, um, but is cranking out like, cause right now I I have a huge goal where I want to do like three to four pull-ups at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, once you've stopped doing them, you like as a as a female, like having a physiological like bio, biological body of a female, it's very hard to get back into it because you don't have that muscle structure. Um, oh my goodness, thank you, Mother Nature. I appreciate it. Um, she just applauds. Um, but but seriously though, like I think like you know accomplishing some fitness goals, like running and, and feeling very good about myself. Um, you know, of course I, I don't really want to be at work, but you know, just enjoying myself and, and going for a hike or doing something that is very physical and, and exploring. I love to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a perfect day for me is exploring something. I love that. And we do, we have been saying that we're going to go hike for the past like three weekends and we still haven't done it. <laughs> uh, so, but no, I, I agree with that. And you mostly, on your off days, you're like, I'm going to go work out and I'm going to have a cheat day and I'm going to eat what I want and I'm going to sit on the couch and do nothing. Um, yeah, which is weird because I'm like, I'm going to sit on the couch and do nothing and play video games, but I'm also going to do a three mile run and lift some weights, which is like, they kind of contradict each other, but they also don't. <laughs> because like, and it's so strange because like, you know, for your birthday, 
in the past, it's been like, I just want to have a day where nobody really like bothers me. That's how you are. You're like, yeah. I just want to have a me day. I just want it to be quiet. Like I don't. And meanwhile, my ideal day is I want to go do this and I want to go do that. And I want to go spend this money and I want to go like to the zoo and the aquarium. And I want to go and do all of these things. And I want to be just worn slap out by the time I get home. That for me is a, is a fun day. Right. But right. Anywho. So. So this is, this is going to be, it's going to be a good one. What's something I, <laughs> as Sam, would never guess about you, Bernie? So this is as, as our personas, something you would never guess about me. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, that's hard. Isn't it though? Cause we're so very open. Um, this probably, if our viewers who don't know me, viewers, if our listeners who don't know me. We have people like hiding in the trees like, oh, that's a good podcast. (laughs) Yeah. The cars watching are our viewers. What's the next question? (laughs) uh, But no. um, And I'm sure, you know, if you didn't know me in real life, I, I'm a band kid or I, I was a band kid and a theater kid in high school and college and all of that. I went to, uh, I went to community college on a music scholarship. Um, I've been playing music since I was six. Um, my, my biggest, you know, standout moment being in band was we, there was a football game and this was a couple years back and it was right at the height of, there was some issues in the media regarding, um, and trying to not get political here, but it was about, you know, police brutality and there was a lot of division and the Black Lives Matter movement was really gaining a lot of traction. Um, and we, I was in, um, senior college and we played a football game against a, um, against a HBCU. Um, so our, our band demographics were very, very different. And at the very end of the halftime show, both of the bands came together, over 600 students on the field, over 600 of us. And we played, uh, America the Beautiful. And that was like that standout moment. So yeah, I'm sure if anybody on here, like talked to me for a reasonable amount of time, they would get, Oh, she's weird. Like she was in theater. She was in band. I can tell. Like, <laughs> I love how we just are driving with these stereotypical just labels. I mean, I'm, we- I'm a weird band kid. That's just the way that it is. Um, okay. Let's see here. What was your favorite subject in school? That's also a very difficult question to answer because um, I could tell you one I didn't like, and that's chemistry. <laughs> I did not understand chemistry. That was very hard for me. Um, I, I think I liked, and it wasn't history as a whole, but it was certain aspects of history. I love the storytelling of history. You know, I'm very aware that the, the victors and the people who have won in, you know, in history are usually the people who write the stories. But I, I love stories of history. I love Joan of Arc. I love the story of Amelia Earhart. Um, I love um, understanding the, the trials and tribulations of um, the first um, African-American woman who, you know, was a business owner in America, which ended up being the very first woman in America to be a business owner. Yeah. I love these these feats of just um, overcoming these obstacles of, like, inspiration and things like that. Um, and I, I really enjoyed... Um, there's a movie, it's called The Chariots of Fire. I don't think you've heard of it. Mm-mm. But it's about 
how this one guy, he was a track runner, and he um, he more or less made history by um, by having an Olympic record, and he had overcome a lot of historical like trials and tribulations. So I, I really like history. I really enjoy it. And you also like um, the movie The Radium Girls. Oh, I love The Radium Girls. That's a good movie. I love it. Um, so, hey. Made me cry. And there's a bunch of different categories of questions. So, those are, like, funny ones. And you can just, a workplace getting to know you questions. We're not going to ask those. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, pick me, pick me your Ooh. question. What is your most interesting or embarrassing office story? My most embarrassing? Wow. Or interesting office story? I'm going to say embarrassing. Embarrassing? Spill it. I really uh, want to know. Gosh, that's difficult. Okay, it was more like secondhand embarrassment, I think, at the time, and it was more fear. I mean, I've done, oh, I did walk into work one day and I had been wearing mascara and I had had a really rough morning and I cried on the way to work and I had mascara running down my face. Um, and luckily, nobody saw it except for my supervisor. And she walked in and she was like, hey, um, here's a mirror. I don't think you know what you look like. Uh, she's like, just, just clean yourself up. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I explained the situation. And that was, that was embarrassing. But um, I had a coworker of mine who's actually a really good friend of mine. And she was pregnant at the time. And there's a little grocery store, like, right by the office. And we, like, you can, like, walk down to it. And the walk is not difficult it's not particularly safe like there's a lot of tree roots and it, it washes when it rains and it had just rained you know the day prior and I was you know talking to this co-worker I'm like hey do you want to walk down to the grocery store with me and get something for lunch and she's like yeah sure we'll go and she's you know probably gosh this was like in the early summer so she was probably about you know five or six months pregnant and we were walking down and she was leading the way and I told her, like, I was like, please be careful. Like, please be careful. And she went before me and she slipped and fell flat on her butt in the mud. And I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Like, what if, what if something has happened? And I was so upset because I had asked her to go to the store with me. I was so upset and embarrassed. And I, like, didn't say a word to her after we got to the store. And, like, I brushed her off and I, like, gave her my jacket to tie around her waist. And when we got back to the office, she was like, don't you want to sit and have lunch with me? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. And I went to my office and I started crying. Um, so yeah, I took that very personally, but I've never really done anything. Knock on wood. I will never do anything hyper embarrassing. That would just, that would just suck. Um, okay, let's go back. Cause I saw a question I wanted to ask you. Because I know the answer. What's the best prank you ever pulled on someone? <laughs> and I hope you know which one I'm referencing. Does it have to do with my family? Is yeah, that the prank? Yeah. Okay. Is it the one with my brother's girlfriend? His ex-girlfriend? No, or my mom? Your mom. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, my brother and I, like, when we were growing up, we were very, very um, obnoxious. But we were also extremely mischievous and so I kind of like would go along with whatever plans my brother would make um and there were times like in the summer like we were really 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 bored um and so uh one day he just decided that we were going to take some of my dad's clothes and stuff them full of clothes and lay them on the bed and pretend that it was like my dad and have it like facing the other way so that my mom couldn't tell that it wasn't my dad by looking at his, you know, looking at the face. Cause there's not a face. Yeah. Um, 
And my mom walked in and was like, Neil, why are you home? Um, and, of course, you know, it ended up being a dummy. And we did that, like, several times. Like, we put one on the toilet and stuff like that. And she, she finally figured out, like, what was going on. So, one day, I was like, you know, I was like, we really need to mix this up. And, and then, he was didn't like, you, like, pose the dummy in a bunch of different places, like in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like there was there was one like in the closet. Like we we <laughs> tore we t- like okay. So if I can give this imagery, like you know, it wasn't like a traditional like just a, just one door closet. You open it up. It was like two doors, and they collapse on each other, and it opens up this big compartment. It's kind of like a '90s kind of feel closet. Yeah, um, where the doors like collapse on each other, and you know, well. Um, my brother and I decided that we were going to put this dummy in there and tie strings to its arms. So when you open it up, it like shot out at you. (laughs) And so, um, we did that and, you know, we, we got a really great result. My mom peed all over herself. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, and, and then she figured out like what was going on with that too. So I was like, you know, we really need to mix this up. Um, so I dressed up as the dummy. And I sat on the, the edge of the bed. And, of course, my mom is, is, is sitting there and thinking, you know, oh, well, I know what this is about. I know what's up. And um, she she wasn't afraid until I actually started moving because she <laughs> thought that I wasn't real. <laughs> so after that, we, we kind of, like, stopped pranking her because we were afraid that she was going to have, like, a mental break. I love that. Like, that, when you... I love when you tell that story because it literally never gets old. It is so funny. Yeah, and then there was, like, another evolution where we we realized that she figured out that I was dressing up as a dummy. Um, and so I hid under the bed <laughs> and let her walk up to it and grabbed her feet. So, I mean, it was, like, an evolution and, and an ad- adaptation of, like, one extreme to the next. Um, and we stopped doing that because she had a drink in her hand and she spilled it everywhere. She got really mad at us. So we decided that our own health and our own safety was not something we needed to continue to risk. True. True. For a couple of laughs. All right. So next question. We're going to – let's do a couple more questions, do a wrap-up, and then we'll – because I think this has been fun. What Disney or cartoon character was you inexplicitly, like, afraid of as a kid? So, what is it, like, a, a cartoon character, a Disney character that you were, like, super scared of? Uh, I used to be scared. So, the opening sequence of the original Beauty and the Beast, where yeah. it's, like, you know, it's really dark and you see the rose and then the beast is, like, in the background. I could never watch it because it always scared me. <laughs> um, it was so dark and I was, like, so I would start the movie and I would, like, I would always watch it in my grandparents bedroom and so like I would turn the tv on and there were two doors leading out of their bedroom and I would go like stand around the corner and I would like lean in so I could listen and then when the music (laughs) changed and that scene was I was like okay I can go back Um, it's not gonna be bad anymore (laughs) so that that scared me for some reason um I was let's see I used to be scared of um because I don't know who decided that Courage the Cowardly Dog was truly meant for children. Because um, there were definitely some characters and some scenes in that movie, that movie, and that show that really frightened me. There was only, like, one character that I was I was just creeped out about and I was uncomfortable. And it was that one episode of that guy that would cut people's hair. Like, yeah. without them wanting to have haircuts. And he'd be like, and then I was naughty. naughty. Yeah, And that was always, like, I was like... <sighs> No, 
you seem a little little creep show for me, buddy. Don't but like that. Th- this okay. So this reminded me, and this is not a. Sorry, I, I did enjoy Flantasy Flan though. That was one of my that favorites. was a good episode. Um, so that that makes me think, and this is not a TV show. It is a uh, attraction. Uh, so going back to my fear of animatronics. Um, I've always been afraid of them. I don't like them. And as an adult, I don't, I don't enjoy them. And if we are like going to like the pop-up Halloween store, I will always make Sam walk in between me and the animatronic. Cause it, in case it triggers, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> I'm over there trying to trigger it. Like what's going to happen. And it, like, which I know if I trigger it, I'm probably going to try to punch it because that is my, my reflex. So there is this ride at um, Six Flags, and it's Monster Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam knows this story. Uh, But so we went there on like a little family trip, and we had, you know, been riding rides all day, and we were really tired. I mean, we're in Georgia in the middle of summer. It's hot. Um, So we were like, okay, let's do this indoor attraction. It's going to be air conditioned. It's a water ride. You know, we'll ride through, and it'll give us a nice break. I was not anticipating what was waiting for me on the inside of that ride. We made it through that first room. First of all, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. So we were in the first room. And first of all, if you've ever ridden that ride, it stinks. It, it does. It smells like sweat. It smells so bad. And it smells musty and It smells moldy. like sweat and like, and like sweaty feet. And it like, like you've gone for a run and you could just smell your own pits. It's just, oh. And I was, okay, I was 15 at the time. I was a couple weeks away from my 16th birthday day and we got on the ride and I was like okay this is a little creepy and then you turn into this next room and it turns into it like a freaking nightmare dimension and everything's dark and everything's got like bright gr- glowing eyes and there's like this really loud voice and I remember remember now I'm, I'm almost 16 years old and I start shaking and I like my mom is sitting beside me in the little like gondola thingy and I turn and I put my face like in her shoulder like chest and I just hold my face and my mom knows my mom knows I'm afraid of animatronics so and she, she knew what was in this ride well she she like, she like cupped my head and she's like it's okay it's okay and every time there was a loud noise noise or a loud voice I would jump and she's like it's okay it's okay so um, it's clearly not it's clearly but... not <laughs> okay but you were talking about things that terrified me things meant for children that were scary for me that was terrifying and to this day if we ever go back I will never ride it again there's one question that I saw that I really want to touch base on but also like after we talk about this question I want to touch base on something else okay that we were laughing about yesterday um you know because this is our fun little podcast session um hold on never mind are you gonna join our podcast too Person dropping by Somebody is like goosenecking, and they're they're like over here looking like really like really intently, um, like gro- going by this table at like a snail's pace. Okay, I think. What are those kids about. doing over there? We're not kids. We're we're adults. Yeah, but we look like children. Whatever. It's um, two thousand nine. Um, but there's one question, and that is the question, um, which I'm probably gonna butcher it, but um, it said, if you were born any other gender what would your parents have named you okay um and so i want to know like what your answer is and i'll give you mine so uh, my if i was a boy my parents were going to name me eric um and my dad 
I, I'm not going to disclose my last name, but if I had been named Eric, it would have been very similar to a uh, very popular singer at the time. Um, so they did not name me Eric. It was going to be E-R-Y-C. I was going to be named Eric. Okay. Uh, my mom wanted to name me, uh, if I was a boy, she, she tossed around the idea of Blaze as a name. Which oh, I thought that was is like, really cool. Like okay. B-L-A-Y-Z-E, like cool name um I was almost named Veronica I was also that's a very pretty name too yeah um but no those were gonna be my names and a fun fact about my middle name is my grandma actually picked out that name because my mom didn't want to name me till she saw me right right um so she didn't give me a name and so my my grandmother because she wanted something to call me other than the baby picked out this name and my mom adopted it as my middle name so I got that from my grandma Okay. Um, I feel like if my parents had named me um, a different name, if I was a different gender, it would be disappointment. Because <laughs> my mom really, really wanted a little girl. And so um, I think she would just be sorely, sorely disappointed. Um, I don't think she knew the gender uh, before I was born. I don't know. She didn't tell me that part of the story. Um, all I know is that I'm just, I'm just a treasure. I'm just a gift. Also for like, because you know, back in the nineties, we don't have near the technology we have now. So for like, what are you saying? What do you mean? What am I saying? We had to be, I had to be birthed in like, I don't know, the, a wash tub <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> no, they just bought those plastic, like little pools you get at Walmart <laughs> and they're like, I have at it. <laughs> no, but for a long time, it wasn't cost like five bucks. They didn't know what my, um, what my genitals looked like. What? So they couldn't determine from the ultrasound if I was a penis owner or not. So my mom would go for a visit and they'd be like, oh, it's a girl. And then they'd be like, no, it's a boy. And they'd be like, yeah, it's a girl. So we kind of didn't, we, they kind of didn't know. Up you until didn't even know when you were there and you were like, <laughs> what's going on? It's like, I, I'm, you were, I am born now. If you were listening the in the womb, you were like very much gaslit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I think since we're already 40 minutes into it, I really don't want to jump topics. I'm really enjoying this as far as a getting to know you thing. So okay. like, let's keep going. Um, okay. So was that your question to me? That, that was my question to you. Um, but yeah, I, I really think my, my parents would have been like disappointed. Um, now I didn't end up the way that they wanted me to end up like in my lifestyle, <laughs> but, um, you know, being, being a woman was definitely something that my mother wanted. Um, but you know, I, I guess, I mean, I guess she's proud of it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So let me, so that then it would be my turn to pick a question. Yes. Yeah. So hand yeah. me the, the questions. Thank you. Uh, do you have any crazy roommate stories? I'm asking you this because I have one and I want to share it. Okay. Um, I definitely, definitely do have a crazy roommate story. Okay, so I when I swam in college, um, and hopefully this person, <laughs> this person's not listening because they're gonna know it's them. Um, I, you know, I realize when we're in college, we're all growing up. Like we, you know, we're we're defined as like adults at 18. But let's be real here: n- none of us are truly doing adult-like things. No. We're making mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I had a roommate, and and she was like, "Yeah, no, let, let's room it. Like, let's all get in this house together. You and you know this other teammate, and another teammate, and me, me and you. We can we can just share a room. It's whatever." And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, sure. Like, this will save on money and." You know, I work in the summer and make money to, to pay for what I need during the year. Mm-hmm. 
So anything I can do to save some money, like, yeah, I'm chill with it. Um, so we, we started living in this house together. I didn't know that she was going to bring in her dogs. Oh. Oh my goodness. There were so many, so many situations where the dogs would like poop on the carpet or pee on my like clothes. Oh. And she, she would not say anything about it. And there were these pair of like headphones, which I have never told my parents that this happened to them. Um, they still think I own them. <laughs> I don't. Um, my, my headphones, I used to like take them to college swim meets and I would listen. And one of the dogs like tore up the extension cord to it to where I, I hook it into my iPod because I couldn't afford a really nice phone like everybody else could. Um, and they were really, really nice headphones. And um, I mean, it was just, it was awful. That also like spiraled me into um, a pretty, a pretty dark relationship. <laughs> That didn't help, because uh, I, I fell into my first uh, gay relationship in college, and that was that was a hoot. We're not even going to discuss that roller coaster ride. So, let me, and you know this story, and once again, if this person ever hears this, they're definitely going to know it was them, because there is no way that this story could ever there's no way this can happen to me twice, right? Right? You know, I, knock on wood. Yeah, probably not. So, uh, my first year in senior college, I had just transferred. So, I transferred in as a junior. And I was staying on campus. And granted, my senior college is in the same state. But it's almost, they're almost at, from my hometown to my, my college was almost two complete polar opposite ends of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I knew nobody when I moved. Um, and so, I didn't, when it came time, because I was living in the dorm. My, my aide covered that. Um, so they, I didn't, I didn't pick a roommate. They picked one for me. Must be nice. I got a random assigned roommate. And this roommate was from uh, the New England area. So when you come from New England to the South, it is a completely different world. Oh yeah, it's a culture shock, I'm sure. And, you know, I met this roommate's mom and you know, raised in the South. I'm like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And she's like, if you don't stop mamming me. And I was like, I can't. My, my mom's mom's senses will tingle and she will smack me uh, telepathically, you know, 400 to next week. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so this girl, um, ended up doing recruitment for Greek life. And I'm sure a lot of other universities do this, but after that week is over, they, the fraternities they throw these really big parties and it was the thing to do to hop from fraternity to fraternity to fraternity and she was not that I condone underage drinking she was underage and she was drinking which happens in college let's be real here okay yeah that totally happens in it college. Does. you're it gonna does. No, you're not gonna stop it it's it, it, it happens I mean and she did not make it any secret to me that she had brought alcohol into the dorm room that was hers from home and she sent me a snapchat before she went to the party and it was this uh this like water bottle that was full almost to the top with straight vodka like she sent me a video of her pouring it wow um so anyways she's like don't wait up for me i'm gonna go do this i will be back and the culture is if you get sick at one of these frat parties you go home because they're not trying to get a lawsuit um so it's probably about one o'clock in the morning um and I'm already asleep and I wake up and I hear this large loud crash and that's the first thing that my senses pick up the second thing I pick up is the smell oh no she had thrown up 
everywhere. No. Everywhere no, no, on her no. side of the room. No, no, no. And so she was laying, passed out, and she had fallen against her desk. And I was like, this person's dead. This She's is, dead. This is quite a party. Like, if you survive this, the stories you're going to tell... So I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. I just woke up. And so I, I'm, she, she fell on her left side, which, you know, they're supposed to be on their left side so they don't asphyxiate. So I, I roll, or I get her up on her left side completely and I check to make sure she's breathing and I totally bypass my RA and go to the front desk because my brain's not working. And I was like, my roommate just came in. I don't know if they've been drinking, but they're passed out on the floor. So... The campus police get called. The paramedics get called. They get her up out of the floor, get her on the stretcher. She can't, you know, tell them her name. She's she's really bad off. Yeah, it's it's some alcohol poisoning for sure. So the cop comes up and talks to me. He's like, we're going to take your roommate to the hospital, and we're going to pump her stomach, um, see if we can get her stabilized. You know, do you have her contact information? Do you have her student ID? Do you know where her driver's license is? Like that kind of thing. Uh, so I gave... I gave them a change of her clothes, her phone, her driver's license, her student ID, and I sent her on her way. And the last thing he said to me, he's like, you need to get Student Life to come in here and help you clean this. It is currently almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Student Life does not open till 9. So my options are, either I sleep in the room as is. Ew. I'm a broke college kid. I can't go get a hotel room. I sleep in my car in the south in the summertime. Ugh. Or I clean it up myself. Those are my options. Gross. So I cleaned it up myself. And I called my mom and I put her on the phone. And I was like, Mom, I need you to talk to me through this so I don't vomit. Because I sympathy throw up. And I took, like, some hand sanitizer and put it, like, on, like underneath my nose and put a bandana over my face so I could smell something other than that. Um, so I get it all cleaned up. And, you know, at one point, I'm wearing, like, four layers of gloves, and I'm picking things up, and I touch some of the cold, wet paper towel. And my mom's on the phone with me, and I just go, what? And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. But anyway, I get it cleaned up. And then the roommate has the audacity the next day to be like, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have called them. I was like, yeah, I didn't know if you were dead. She was like, you should have just drugged me in the shower and put some water on me. I would have been fine. I, I wish, like, I wish 100% you had taken pictures and been like, really? Really? This is what you did? Well, then, I know you don't remember it. Well, then her mom called me and she's like, thank you so much for taking care of my kid. Like, I owe you everything. Like, you saved her life. And literally while her mom was telling me this on the phone, she reaches over and hangs up the phone on her mom. Like, anyway, so that's my roommate's story. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so we have about uh, 10 minutes let's, left. Let's do one more question. Okay. Um, um, I have one. Is, is that cool with you? Yeah. What work lesson um, did you have to learn the hard way? What and I'm going to answer this after you get done answering. The, the work lesson I heard, the, that I learned the hard way is that um, I am on my own. Wow, that's very profound. And, you know, it didn't feel that way because, you know, there were some changes that happened last year uh, to the program I was in. And it changed my whole outlook. And I was, I did feel very alone. And a lot of times in community mental health, it's sink or swim. So I've learned that I, you know, 
I don't have the support at that, like that I had. Um, so that's something I've learned. Um, not to say that the support that I have now is not fantastic, but, uh, could be better. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but it is one of those things that you really have to drive the boat yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, 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 what's your response going to be to that? I think one of the hardest like work lessons I've ever had to learn is that, and this, this kind of like crosses the barrier into like people of past like generations, um, other than my own. And that is, you know, in, in the past, um, the generation before mine, um, the thought was you stay at a, you know, at a business as long as you can and you, you work up your retirement and you work there for the rest of your life and you have a legacy there at that company and if you work well and and do what is expected of you then they'll keep you and unfortunately the way that the economy and like the business employment has kind of evolved those ideals are not um, healthy and they're not effective anymore and I had to learn that there are some people out there who want to pass the buck they want to pass the blame and so if they're not doing well they may use you as the person to point the finger at. And I had to understand that, you know, there's something that I, I was watching the other day and it's like, okay, do agreeable people or not, you know, people who are less agreeable do well in the workplace. And the truth of the matter is, is that the less agreeable people do better in the workplace. The less agreeable? Yes. Okay. Because, sure because agreeable people will just do what they're told and will just take tasks as it's thrown at them. And so, you know, if you're doing three people's jobs, they're not going to hire two other people. Oh, that's They're going to have you yeah. continue to do what they're, you know... Because then they think, oh, it's sustainable for this person. They can do it, and I'm saving money. Yeah. Um, and in a way, you can't really blame them for thinking that way. Because you, what you enable is what you continue. And, you know, I, I'm of that thing, that mindset when I first started working. I was like, I can handle anything. I can do anything. I'm superhuman. And I'm not. I'm not. Um, so when I did reach out and ask for help, um, it did, was not well received. And that's why it's important to find businesses to work for that are going to be like, okay, you know, this is a good worker. This mm-hmm. is a person who wants to give, you know, wants to give to this company and they want to work well. Um, and sometimes you have to walk away. And that's what I had to do. I had to do it two times and it was hard. And I think, you know, back to what you were saying about agreeableness, people praise, sorry for the background noise. Uh, people praise agreeableness. Mm-hmm. Industries and jobs praise agreeableness. Because any way that they can cut costs, because it's a business, right? Right, right. Any, any way that costs can be cut is, um, is good. Is good exactly. business for them. Exactly. So I, I like the idea of not doing other people's jobs for free. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's a tough exactly. lesson to learn because when you get praised for rolling over and doing what is it, more than what is expected... You, that's praise and you take that as oh I'm a good worker I'm doing a good job you know? right right so that's a tough lesson did our did our list lock up on your phone it, it didn't but I figured that was the um the last question we were going to answer well you didn't ask me if that's the last question oh is that the last question <laughs> no I want to see if there's like I want to you know do like a a quick sweep and see if there's anything else okay okay 
as we can tell, I'm not very agreeable, which is also one of the reasons why I think a lot of people got mad at me because everybody else that was working for that company was incredibly agreeable. Okay, so we're going to do rapid fire, okay? All right. Favorite TV show, and this is of all time. Favorite TV show. Of all time? Yes, favorite TV show. Oh, I don't really like TV shows. Can I say a movie? Yes. Can I say, like, can I, t- can I dial it down to, like, three movies? Yes. Okay, um, I really enjoyed the movie Cinderella Man. I like the movie Rudy. I really enjoy the, my, my top all-time swimming upstream. Beautiful movie about an Australian swimmer. Favorite TV show, uh, Adventure Time. Love Adventure Time. Uh, Ink Master. Love Survivor. Okay. Show. Uh, favorite book. Favorite book. Um, I have to dial it down between two. Okay. Uh, Jane Eyre. I do love Jane Eyre. I also really enjoy uh, Hamlet, and I really enjoy um, uh, when when Satan calls. Favorite movies: The Shining, Wally, and Hereditary. <laughs> okay. Wait, those are movies. We were talking about books. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But, okay. G- 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 okay. Go books. ahead. Favorite book is The Shining and My Search for Beauty by Rolla May. Okay. Uh, favorite food. Favorite food. Uh, I'm not very picky. I just don't like refried beans and black-eyed peas. I love Mexican food. Please don't give it to me. I love Mexican food and soups. Um, favorite favorite thing about your career? Favorite thing about my career is that I am very much uh, happy about having a wonderful supervisor and having wonderful people to talk to and to be able to walk into their office and be like hey what's going on or how are you and actually have a group of support favorite thing about my job is i love the community and the uh, demographic of people i get to work with what's your favorite color my favorite color is blue but also aqua my favorite color is blue and black uh yeah what's what's your big three Big three? Your star signs. Oh, I was like, what the crap is that? <laughs> um, my big, well, my, my first one is I am very much a Pisces. My second is that I um, also have like a sister sign of like Taurus. You are a Pisces sun, Pisces rising, and Taurus moon. Yes, Pisces, Pisces, Taurus, which makes me very conflicting. I am a Cancer sun, a Libra moon, and a Gemini rising. All right, Enneagram numbers, go. I'm a type four and my wings are balanced. Okay. I am a type eight, which nobody is like shocked at all, but I also have a type nine wing. So I'm an eight with a nine, which makes me also very conflicting. I can't remember my Myers-Briggs type off the top. I don't know it either. I think I have the same Myers-Briggs type as Johnny Depp. I think I have the same Myers-Briggs as Henry Cavill. Shout out, man. All right. Okay. So that was a fun rapid fire. That gave me more anxiety than it should have. (laughs) Yeah. And now I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, well, that was a fun, chill cast, except for the last, like, five minutes. Uh, Any final parting uh, words? Um, You know, I think that counseling and mental health goes across, like, every aspect of our life. So, it touches, like, in areas of business. It touches in areas of creativity and artisticness and engineering and all of these other, like, places. It touches in the social... Um, experiences as a person so don't don't put yourself in a box don't put yourself like your your life is more complex than than you than you realize it uh, my final thoughts are um, everybody is an individual and everybody is magical and wonderful in their own way and everybody needs to realize that they're providers their therapists are also people and I hope that's what we got across today so we have literally like we are 17 18 like 19 seconds away from our no never mind I can't do math (laughs) 
<laughs> this is why she's in mental health, people. Like I said, that I, shouldn't be an excuse to go into mental health. Though. No, like, I'm not good in anything else. Uh, but you don't have to do just the most math. Anywho, so we will see y'all next time. It is down to the wire. This was a lot of fun. Uh, catch you in the next one. Much love. Much love. <laughs>